Hello, my captive audience. Today, we're going to find out the answer to the question, why is it called Stockholm Syndrome? In a situation of Stockholm Syndrome, a hostage develops a feeling of empathy and occasionally even friendship with his captor. This syndrome owes its name to a hostage situation that took place in Stockholm in 1973. On August 23rd, a prisoner on parole, Jan Erik Olsen, attempted to rob a bank. He had to retreat into the branch and ended up taking four people hostage. Negotiations were held with the authorities, and after six days, he freed everyone. Having spent almost a week with him, the hostages developed a curious behavior during the arrest, going so far as to stand in front of the policemen who came to arrest him, separating them from Olsen. Later, the syndrome could still be observed when during his trial, the former hostages refused to testify against him. Finally, some of them even went so far as to visit him during his incarceration. After these events, the Swedish psychiatrist Niels Bergerow came up with the term Stockholm Syndrome, though the mechanism had been previously identified. Psychoanalyst Sandor Ferenczi had previously referred to it as identification with the aggressor, but Stockholm Syndrome certainly has a better ring to it. A more recent case is the case of Natasha Kampusch, a young Austrian girl who was abducted by a man in 1998, held captive for eight years. She developed the syndrome and became attached to her captor, who sadly later committed suicide. How does this syndrome happen? Stockholm Syndrome is an unconscious manifestation of survival. Victims alleviate their anguish by identifying themselves with the aggressor. This technique actually works, too. When a victim is experiencing Stockholm Syndrome, they no longer suffer anxieties and fears related to being the victim since now they align with the aggressor's point of view, legitimizing his behavior. But this syndrome can only appear if the following three conditions are met. First, the aggressor's point of view must be understood. The aggressor must be able to justify his act as responding to a conceptualized ideology. Secondly, the aggressor must not harbor racist attitudes or hatred towards the hostages. Finally, the victims must not be aware of the existence of the syndrome, otherwise they would be immunized against it.